Welcome to Through the Line, the Agency Squared podcast with me, Andy Barjuri. I am delighted in this episode to be exploring the topic of agile marketing with Zoe Merchant, who runs a consultancy based in London called Bright. I've known Zoe now probably, I don't know, best part of a decade and started to work with her recently on a number of projects. And I've been really impressed by the way in which the team at Bright goes about running projects with an agile methodology. And that means things like sprints and stand-ups and all that stuff that's borrowed or built on or learned from the world of software development, software engineering. And it makes for a really interesting way to run marketing projects. So if you're interested in agile methodologies, this is the podcast for you. I hope you enjoy the show. Zoe, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? Wonderful. It's a beautiful day. <laughs> How are you? I'm really good. I'm hot to be completely honest with you. I'm sat next to a window and it is cooking me. But that is a classically British thing to moan about, isn't it? We want the warmth and then when it's warm, it's too hot. It's too hot. Too yes. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming on the show today. I'm really pleased that we have had the chance or we have the chance to talk. I've been an admirer of what you've been doing at Bright Innovation for a little while. So it's great to What's the word I'm looking for? Look under the hood a bit as to how you got to what's going on with your uh, marketing business. So let me, I guess, let me just try and really briefly introduce you a little bit and then you can correct me where I go wrong um, because I'm bound to forget some key details. So as I understand it, you worked initially client side as a marketeer all in the tech space. And then I'm going to say what, 15 years client side, more or less. Don't give away anything if you don't want to. A little bit longer, but yes. A little bit yes. longer. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you got loads of client side experience and then you decided to jump uh, ship and go on to the other side in terms of services business, not agency, but consultancy and to service clients using an agile methodology. And that's kind of what I want to pick apart here now is what's what is that agile agency or agile consultancy all about? But you've been running your agency now for five years, six years? Seven yeah, years. Seven years. And we first met because we were sharing a, uh, an office space for a little while in King's Cross in London uh, when I had my agency there as well. And we've stayed in touch, which has been great. And now we're actually working together on a couple of projects, which is even more fantastic. Yeah. So I hope that's a kind of briefly summarizes who you are, but tell me what I've missed. What are the kind of highlights that I haven't captured in that little introduction? No, that's pretty good summary. Thanks for having me to talk to you about um, agile marketing, which is my passion. So, yeah, I guess my background is always worked in tech and consultancy. So always B2B and service-based, quite often services around IT or products so it's quite quite a niche world and yeah. complex world in fact and also very fast moving my background in tech kind of exposed me to agile ways of working pretty early on given that software development is is done in an agile way now um, and has been for quite a long time and it always intrigued me how that might apply to marketing and it seemed to me pretty common sense to um <laughs> to take a more agile approach to marketing and to test, learn and build on what works and to discard or replace or enhance what's not working so well to do things in a lean way, but also 
build on effectiveness okay. and I'm a very data-driven person so um, I like that aspect and of Agile. That's, that's important I guess for Agile isn't it to keep a, a, a handle on the numbers the metrics but what motivated you to jump from the client side to the um, service provider the consultancy side of marketing what was it that made you want to take that change? Two things. So I had been working client side for, like you say, 15, 20 years and um, worked with lots of marketing service providers. And I was in a corporate environment at the, that point in my career. I was working for Hitachi, very big global corporate. So it's quite a distinct culture. And I got to a point where I felt like I didn't want to go into another big corporate environment. And what could I do next? And I felt like I was a bit frustrated, to be honest with you, with the marketing service providers and agencies that I was working with. I didn't find them very results orientated. Mm. They were very good at the briefing stage at kind of playing back and setting out um, their vision to achieve objectives, but not very good at steering towards them and delivering against them. Mm, So for me, I felt there was a gap in the market for a new kind of marketing provider. So uh, what made you then decide to um, to go down the agile route and in the agency route? Because that's a big jump, isn't it? It's not only you starting a consultancy agency, whatever you want to call it, but you're also changing the whole way things work, which you know could make things difficult for you when it comes it to growing a team. <laughs> yeah, it did, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so um, looking back, obviously, in the early days of right it was um probably you know a fairly wild west time in some respects because there wasn't like agile marketing wasn't even really a thing um it was very early in its development as a concept as as an ethos so um people didn't really understand even why you'd want to do things that way um so the good thing was it was different and tech firms in particular got it from because they're like, oh, yeah, we build software in that way. So why wouldn't we build our marketing programs in that way? Why wouldn't we kind of do it in an agile way? But, yes, getting people along on the journey from the team was was harder because it was finding people that were open to exploring new ways of working and working with clients to explore it was mm. was challenging but you know actually as a consequence we've got a great team people have stayed with us for a long time and actually we have a great alumni as well which I'm really proud of so some of the people that joined bright early on and that have gone on to work in different places we're still really closely in touch with and still have really strong relationships with because they've taken those agile ideas out to other businesses and that's been a really nice consequence I think of Mm. going on that journey to get to a point where we've built a methodology that's really robust and solid at this point and they were part of that early on got you okay so that that raises loads of questions in my mind Um, but the the first one being is are they uh, taking that methodology and applying it elsewhere or are they kind of creating hybrid approaches are you seeing that because your alumni are spreading that agile methodology around a bit, are you seeing an increase in competition of other consultancies saying we're an agile business? Or you- um, no, I don't think so because they just have that 
way of working which is very much focused around curiosity um, experimentation not being afraid to ask questions and use data to make decisions so I don't see that as a competitive issue at all for bright I actually see it as good for marketing as a whole Mm. Um, and actually where marketing is going so there's nothing to be afraid of there in terms of competition I think most agencies are being more agile or talking about being agile because they need to be we've just come through a well we haven't come through it yet but we're in the middle of a global pandemic yeah yeah we have brexit we have a recession now you know we have things like black lives matter which marketers need to be more aware of and need to be agile enough to adapt and evolve in what they're doing I think those those businesses that have a very digital first orientation are naturally quite agile because digital is very much about test and refine and iterate as you go, which obviously aligns very nicely to that agile methodology. But what do you mean? Let's just let's just pick it apart. What do you actually mean by agile? What what is agile? Because I saw someone, I think I read yesterday, somebody saying, doesn't agile just mean cheap and fast? And I thought that's that doesn't sound right to me, but I'd check it out there. No. Yeah, that's interesting. No, it does not mean cheap and fast. Um, it's actually, well, it's not the opposite. It's, it's, it, is, it costs what it costs to deliver the outcomes you're looking for. Yes, it does give you the ability to move more quickly in some respects. We call it pace because it's not about being quick. It's about improving all the time so you can optimize and accelerate. So what is Agile Marketing for Bright? So for us, it's very much about focusing on the customer. So everything comes from the client who you're trying to reach and um, putting them first. This is something that B2B marketing has struggled with. I feel that, um, well, particularly in our sector, in the tech and consultancy firms, they often want to talk about what they want to talk about. Mm. So putting the client at the heart of things is a new way of thinking. And then combined with that, you know, it's understanding your clients, understanding their journey, understanding their, you know, their personas and making sure that your marketing is aligned to that by setting out some hypothesis to test messaging, to test um, your positioning, your channels to learn and then to expand on those things that work and improve. So that test, learn, improve uh, cycle is really, really what agile marketing is about. And yeah, of course, I think marketers have been doing that for a while. I don't know if they're used to doing it in a iterative way I think that it's been done quite wholesale and and quite at scale rather than personalized and Mm. I think that's probably the agile difference as well it's about being adaptive and thinking about those big KPIs breaking them down into short-term KPIs to reach that end goal Okay, so a bit more granularity in terms of that testing and iterating rather than normally what you might see from a campaign is a much bigger project and you look backwards rather than iterating throughout the execution of that campaign. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we are 100% data-driven around everything we do. We don't believe there's anything you can't measure in some way, um, the impact of. So each time we embark on a project or campaign, we look to understand the overall business goal, then set marketing KPIs for that activity and then we break them down for each sprint 
and each sprint informs the next so that we can then keep moving towards that business goal. Mm. Okay, so you dropped in a lovely piece of agile terminology there with the word sprint. And there's other things yes. like scrum and um, Kanban and things like that, kind of buzzwords you hear mentioned around uh, agile. Are you using those things? Obviously, sprint you are, but what else has kind of come into your vocabulary at Bright that is yeah. different to a standard, uh, not a standard, uh, another agency, shall we say, consultancy? <laughs> So it's a good question. And I am not an agile purist. So I'm not going to sit here and tell you about the differences between sprint, um, sorry, scrum and Kanban. There are lots of different ways of doing agile and you have to find what works best for your organization and your clients. So the way that Bright works is probably if we were to look at it in terms of the technical world of agile, more on the Kanban side. But what does that mean? That means that a sprint is a ver- is a short time frame. So we take a sprint approach, which is maybe three or four weeks. Uh, it could be two, could be more, but it depends on what we're trying to do. And then we create what we call a backlog at the beginning. So sprint planning, a backlog is basically your, you know, what do you need to achieve during the sprint? How are you going to get there? What are the tasks? What are the dependencies? So those are things that people are probably fairly comfortable with doing anyway. Yeah. And then we use some agile ways of managing that so um, we use stand-ups which is basically short very short meant to be stood up as in physically standing up are they um, actually stood up physically they are well they were when we were in the office yes but um, <laughs> now it's harder to tell with people being virtual but um, we encourage people to stand up it's good for your health we're all sat down too much but also it keeps things focused and you know you're very much focused on what do we need to achieve um, before this, the next stand-up, ha- have it, there been any barriers that we faced and how can we uh, overcome them and who needs to do what to get this done? Yeah. Um, so these stand-ups are really valuable. They happen for us with our clients. We tend to run them a couple of times a week um, as a minimum. If we need to, we do daily and that's probably a more traditional agile approach but as I said I think with the important thing for agile marketing is we are not software developers so we are not trying to take agile at a pure level and apply it we are Mm. adapting it to work for marketing there's more nuances I feel in marketing in terms of you know it's not just a backlog there's also a lot of channel complexity that needs to be considered so when you're embarking on the world of agile marketing you need to create a model that is fit for purpose for your organization and Mm. also you shouldn't just jump into it because you can't change overnight it does need to be considered how you will embed those new ways of working and where you can start most effectively so that you don't create an insurmountable issue for your team as they're learning how to apply agile ways of working and how to work in a different way if you want to transform the way someone works, it's not an overnight exercise, is it? Uh, and it's interesting when you talk about, you know, the origins being within software development, you're developing a product in that space. But obviously within the client service environment, you've got your business and you've got the client's business to look after. And the client's, it's a very changeable world. You know, I, I mm-hmm. think quite often expectations, scope changes throughout the duration of a project. And I, I, from what I'm looking at from the outside is it feels as though in that agile environment, it gives you that ability to be flexible. Perhaps it more does. than a traditional agency client environment or service. So we have an a, a expression at Bright, what, how will we respond rather than react? So I 
sometimes and I don't want to generalize agencies tend to be more reactive mm. um because they've they have to be because that's how they're, they're working with their client base but with agile marketing the way we work with our clients is very much focused on the business outcomes and so clients expect a level of responsiveness within that activity to achieve that goal you can't just plow on that it's not going to be effective and in fact you know as I said the whole point is to be lean and focus on things that do perform well and especially as you say accommodating change and we've all just been through a really big change to the way we work anyway and that's impacting how people respond to marketing and how mm. they engage and how much money they've got to spend on marketing or on the products that our clients are trying to sell mm. Definitely. I mean, you, yeah, the biggest change ever, I think, in terms of the way we're we're working, uh, certainly, and the way we live our lives right now, given the the coronavirus pandemic. Like, gosh, we could talk about the coronavirus and the impact on agency <laughs> business for hours. I think. Um, yes. Let's try not to dwell on it too much. Um, so, why do you think then? Why is this a good thing for for clients? Uh, why is adopting an agile approach to or working with an agile agency a good thing from a client's perspective um it's it's a good thing because they are getting the benefit of that business focus um rather than it just being a marketing effort there is agile marketing is very much aligned to business goals and for us you know we are working alongside not just the senior marketers, but quite often cross-functionally within their businesses to bring together other leaders in order to get the job done and get their marketing working how they want to. So there are some definite benefits from agile marketing. And we we did a survey at the beginning of the year, actually, which is really, really interesting um, pre, pre-COVID, but I think still stands up, you know, the types of benefits that people were seeing from adopting agile marketing are things like faster time to market. Okay. So you obviously benefit from that whole test, learn and build. So you can get to market really quite quickly um, to take some ideas and understand if they're going to be effective with a small subset perhaps of your target audience um, it's a lot of validation that happens throughout the sprint cycles um, and because it's very data driven you're constantly learning um, so that time to market that shortening that time to market can be a really big advantage, particularly mm-hmm. in the tech and consulting space where they do have to be very responsive and mm-hmm. make changes to their propositions at pace um, or they will lose market share. Um, I mean, COVID is obviously a really good example of where you need to pivot at pace to make sure your marketing is actually going to be palatable during a time of what is what was a very emotional time at the beginning and people Mm. didn't want to feel like the people they work with or are buying from were cognizant of that and you know we're we're in a world where I think a greater sense of community spirit has been engendered and people are looking to see that in people's marketing and the way they work and the way their businesses are run so agile marketing gets you to market faster allows you to make those changes and adapt um, the data-driven part businesses love because who doesn't want to be in a defendable position, right, um, around their marketing investment, the um, how much of their client base they're retaining, having clarity on their acquisition strategy. Um, and then just that, 
that adaptability. And then the final benefit that we uncovered in our survey this year was about, actually was really interesting for me, was being more effective at prioritizing. So okay. agile marketing really helps firms to prioritize what's important now. Um, and that comes from the ability to adapt. So you're still thinking about your big goals, but you're able to prioritize what you're, t- you're spending your time, effort, resource on. Um, which is really important because I think marketers quite often get drowned in business as usual and then they come out the back end of delivering something and the business says, but why haven't you helped us achieve these goals? Mm. And the marketing has said, but I've done this thing you asked, but it's actually the marketer's job is to say, how does this help us progress as a business? Mm. And agile marketing really helps with that alignment piece. Uh, that's interesting. I have this conversation a lot with um, in-house marketeers around the need for them to have enough data points, enough points of validation to prove their the value of their existence to the board. So in other words, we're not all about putting out communications. This is the business benefit that we provide. And I think that what you're talking about here is is a collection of a lot of data that enables you to do that throughout the kind of cycle of delivering a marketing project. Absolutely. Uh, so yeah. you've got that ongoing to close loop around the performance mm. obviously but also the um the value that it's delivering in terms of you know the um pipeline but also the engagement really helping um work closely with sales which is obviously really important when you're working in a space like we are with complex services and products because sales um have a obviously a huge role to play mm. um but marketing really has to be proactive in order to get that early engagement which happens at, you know earlier and earlier now um in terms of using the digital channels I was writing a piece yesterday and I was reading up on, you know, so interesting that like 57% of the buyer journey now for these products and services is happening before there's any engagement with the organization. Is that B2B tech services? Because I'd read a much higher number for other product areas, almost up yes. to 80% of the buyer journey is before making any contact with a brand. Yeah, um, yeah. So this is more of a consumer environment. Yeah, this is um, for B2B services um, in particular, because obviously, you know, at some point, someone will want to start to delve into more detail and evaluate. But they, you know, before that, they are, you know, assessing you, Mm. um, as you say, on the digital channels, gathering a lot of information and making quite a lot of judgments and decisions about whether you make the shortlist. And there's a lot of data that sits there that can be used to help you um, if you're working towards that customer journey so some clear benefits clear advantages to taking this approach but what are the challenges if if i'm a marketer or i'm an agency thinking i'd like to go down the agile route what are the challenges that they're going to have to overcome so that's a really good question and actually that's one that we tackled in our survey as well because i think it's important for um people to understand as they're embarking on injecting more agility into their marketing some of the areas that they should focus their efforts on in order to overcome those barriers in advance so we found there were four or five key things so the big by far the biggest thing that people found was a lack of support or buy-in from the leadership team in their business so um that that goes back to my point really that this is a cross-functional effort you need to um get those senior people brought in to the need to inject that agility and how it's going to deliver the business outcomes um so 
thinking about how you can find yourself some leadership support um, for this is really, really important. Um, and making sure that, um, you know, the team, your team feel like they're supported and have that autonomy to be agile is important. Um, the other thing that was kind of top of the, the list was they don't have the training or um, support needed coaching around agile ways of working for their environment in particular so there's a lot of information you can find about agile you know obviously there's loads of project management resources as as we've already touched upon agile has been around for a long time but for marketing like what what do you need to do <laughs> to get started to make yeah. the most of it um to make it effective in your environment because the worst thing you could do is start down that road and then it falls flat and then it's very hard to kind of get that project or that way of working up and running so having the right training and the right support whether that would be from an outside consultancy like bright um, or there's agile coaches out there but um you know it's important to adapt agile for your environment mm, okay so I mean, not, you know, th- not necessarily applying it wholeheartedly but just you know customizing it to what's going to work within your business yeah and the beauty of it is you can start small so start small right prove it so it's kind of like that ready set scale idea so don't try and do too much like to start with something that you can really prove that this is going to be a success it will also help you with the leadership buy-in yeah Yeah, and then sometimes yeah that proof points that you need Mm. so the other things the other barriers were around tooling they don't know how to get started, which goes back to that kind of training and coaching as well. And they don't have time, which is really interesting. 20, over 20% of marketers said they don't have time to try something new. Again, that drowning in business as usual. What is the business as usual and is it important? Yeah. Um, so those are the kind of barriers that we have found people were struggling with. And certainly the clients, that obviously, we work with, you know, we are there to help them find that right approach to agile in their businesses to get the business value and to demonstrate that value early and throughout i imagine because you were quite an early mover in terms of going into the agile space that most of the clients you started to talk to early days were needed quite a lot of education so you've probably done quite a lot of hand holding taking clients through moving towards a more agile uh, framework or a method of working so yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> yes. But I would say that once clients understand it and they get used to working in that way, they they really do embrace it and they they are great evangelists. So yeah. we are very lucky. Like I think all of our clients are big advocates and are referenceable and talk about agile marketing actually very openly mm-hmm. and how it's changed their not just the marketing actually you know it's part of organizational change quite often and business agility in its own right is a really big trend uh, and quite rightly so mm-hmm. um, and so it's not just marketing that's having to be more resilient adaptable and agile it's all functions within a business environment to meet these big seismic market changes yeah. um, but also the smaller smaller changes that come alongside that and internal change as well it's important that you can communicate and change your the way that you work as a team and and the way you work with other parts of the business so uh, agility then adds to business resilience in your from your perspective 
You're yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's yeah. well, it's not just from my perspective. You know, it's proven. You can look at there's lots of reports that have come out over the last few months by Gartner, and you know, I saw on Harvard Business Review talking about it recently. So I think you know, at a macro level, there's no question you've got to be resilient to mm. survive, and being um, and business agility is one of the key um, uh, kind of traits of a high performing or mm well-performing organization and high performance teams are are also you know an interesting concept that is really being talked about a lot at the moment and and in in any again any function agility is one of the key traits of a high performing team Mm. okay that makes sense to me when i look at this from a uh, from an agency point of view I, i see that what's likely to happen is that there'll be lots of change of work orders going on. We thought we we're going to do this. We tested it. We refined it. And we found out actually we need to go in this direction instead. That's going to change my scope of work. How does that affect your ability to charge? How do you, how do you charge your clients for that? Because most clients want a fixed price. And this feels to me very much like it's a very movable feast. So we have to have an open-ended budget. And, and how does that work from, a, from an agency? So you still have to plan. You know, Agile's not... Um, an unplanned affair (laughs) so we still have a plan and we still have those targets that we're working towards so it's fine you can work on a fixed price where you can work in that way and we do Um, and obviously we course correct throughout to respond as we've already said and we anticipate that so that's factored in and actually you know we've been doing this for quite a long time and so we can kind of anticipate what some of that might look like Um, we really understand you know how some of these sprints and cycles run particularly in the first quarter Um, there's a lot of learning that goes on there's a lot of change management about what around the ways that people work and actually some of our clients really hire us to work alongside them for that first quarter to kind of embed those new ways of working and build up templates tools processes a lot of what we do in our first engagement is around optimizing what clients already have to work much more effectively because marketers just want to be successful you know it's not about our success as a consultancy our success is the measure of our clients and we love seeing people kind of getting um, improvements from fairly straightforward things that they've just wanted to try already but the business maybe hasn't let them so it's for me it's usually like about giving the autonomy to some of these very smart people that are in these firms and who've just been a bit hamstrung Mm. Um, and these programs really let that happen in a controlled way um and so going back to your billing question yes sometimes there's change requests of course um but that tends to be when there's more large-scale agreement that the objectives weren't right Mm. and that we've recognized that and we've got some evidence that shows why we're making those recommendations so we yeah you know it's as with everything though i think most programs that run for any length of time have you know got to adapt I think a word you've used a few times that seems like it's really important in this context is autonomy, giving people the freedom, I think, whereas they may feel may have been a bit uh, restricted previously. Now they have the ability to have a freer reign around the, the marketing campaigns that they're running. It feels like a key theme that's coming across here in terms of agility. I think it's important that, you know, the um, way that we work is we establish what we call a marketing hub and that needs to be autonomous. It has a sponsor which holds them to account. But then it runs with some, you know, some roles, key roles. So that 
typical roles would be obviously the project management type role um, to keep things on plan. Um, content um, is very important to our clients. And then there's a the marketing execution role, which tends to be done by the client's team. If they have a you know marketing team in place for those smaller firms that we work with, then we, you know, we take some of that heavy lifting. Um, and then there's always a research role, say industry researcher or kind of data analyst type role to help with some of that number crunching and depth of understanding. And then we'll always have an SME, so subject matter experts. We've got to kind of bring those in from our client into the marketing hub. And then the final role is usually some kind of sales lead because obviously we need to have that integration with sales to get stuff done and more and more so we're finding that we're integrating into customer service as well so looking at the kind of the retention side of things more because that's important right now retain your clients maximize their value Um, but in terms of autonomy that hub needs to be able to test learn and build on success and you can't have therefore lots of complicated approvals and um stakeholders involved now that doesn't mean you don't get approvals and you don't do things properly in terms of compliance etc but it does mean that our approach tends to focus on getting themes topics kind of those big pieces kind of nailed down very quickly early on probably in sprint zero before we're even kind of Mm. going into market so that everyone's quite happy with what the spaces we're playing in during the campaign for instance and then we get going and we can test and learn and prove on on things like, um, as you said, social digital channels are great because you can do a, a small scale test and it's really easy to scale then. Right. That worked. Let's go go forward with that. Let's get Tons that of data is readily yeah. available data as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then just going back to the optimization piece, really, you know, actually, as we've said, lots of marketers really, really want to do a really great job and smash their targets. It's not like they'll or sat there saying oh you know let's be mediocre like they often you know a great enjoy having that opportunity to try some of the things they probably wanted to do for a long time anyway but the business has been too either too cautious or too time poor as we've seen as one of the barriers to properly find the space to do because they're just focusing on stuff that's not necessarily the right priorities Mm. and they feel it's refreshing for them yeah, a, a, a new look, a new take on how they're going to run their marketing business is quite interesting. Well, just think like really small things like, okay, let's have a look at some of your email performance. Okay, this email has four calls to action and a thousand words. It's not really performing in terms of conversion. It's not personalized. And the marketers like sat there saying, yes, I want to do these things. I want to personalize. I know that's going to get me a better outcome, but we just haven't had the time to do this. And do you so, know, often what I find, I come across marketers, in-house marketers that know all of this stuff. They want to work like this. They want to do more innovative stuff, but they're just still held back by their board who still haven't adopted to digital yet. And I'm really interested to see the impact of this transition period we've had over the last three months where it's well three months four or five months now it's been forced on everyone to change yeah so is that going to accelerate the pace of change for us in the next as marketeers in the next six to 12 months as suddenly the old way of doing stuff has been swept under the carpet a little bit it's definitely uh yeah we're seeing that that like digital transformation piece which was going on anyway kind of across all businesses um, it has been like COVID has massively accelerated that. I mean, just the working from home forced digital transformation at pace for some firms. Marketing is interesting because there's kind of a, 
a lot of legacy systems and tools knocking around which make things more complex and harder to achieve the um the personalization and to embrace like more modern automation um and ai you know is a great there's some great tools you can harness but you've got to get your house in order before you know don't don't go and invest two million pounds in a new marketing automation tool if you haven't got the right people in your data set to target so yeah gosh so often it comes back to data doesn't it and i think so often as marketeers as a profession we're guilty of not really being very good custodians of our customer data very well and it's that kind of single view of the customer is a buzzword i've been i've been hearing for i don't know decades in marketing and still people haven't uh, been able to achieve that yeah i think that's a really interesting point you know we're doing a lot of work for clients at the moment around like archetypes personas buyer journeys customer lifetime journeys and then really embedding them through their tools so mm-hmm. that they have got like a proper um, understanding of where the gaps are in their journeys and mm-hmm. then it's, it's so easy for the marketing team to be agile and fill those gaps with the right content or change channels to improve engagement etc but mm-hmm. if you don't have those that kind of customer view it's really really hard because you're very generic then and you'll kind of just rinse and repeat. You'll find there's a lot of rinse and repeat happening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which just doesn't really get you the results. Well, it's not sustainable, you know. You, you, <laughs> you're not achieving what you might be doing if you were to take a slightly more in-depth look at who your customers are and actually manage that. Yes. Better. Yeah. And data gives you that real insight to um, mm. understand, like, what the intent is to buy and things i'm really interested at the moment around the b2b intent kind of trends like how do you how do you use your tools to properly understand intent for these what are you know in our world very complex and very expensive services and tools quite often so Mm. if you can understand that there's someone in your target accounts looking at you know certain types of content and exploring these challenges that they're facing then it's a great way of um, helping your sales team have a leg up helping your marketers to inform their account-based marketing much more um, effectively I like what you were saying a minute ago about in that marketing hub having engagement from the sales teams because again one of those common complaints is that marketing and sales are misaligned within an organization but also customer experience piece being brought into that marketing hub as well is, is key and I think particularly right now as well you know hanging on to the customers that you've got while not just hanging on but delighting them i think is really important and customer service plays a big role in that we're moving on to a more generic general marketing (laughs) conversation (laughs) rather than exploring agile but uh, that's that's the problem with two marketeers having a conversation we get stuck on topics that are uh, a bit more marketing or broader marketing uh i want to just ask a couple more questions I, i guess Going back to if you wanted to start embedding agile agile methodology, uh, how do you convince your team it's the right way to go? Is that a data driven thing? How do you how do you communicate that to them? It's a really interesting one because um, you obviously don't want to do agile to someone because that never works. And we you know we come across that sometimes when we work with our clients' teams. You have people who are definitely up for making a change, and then there's those that are more resistant and need to kind of come along on the journey. So I think, you know, it's it's at a time we're all in a time of radical change. So actually having those conversations around probably how people are working and, and um, what could we do differently to achieve the business outcomes we're looking for is, is probably a little bit easier in this current 
to climb it. And, you know, there's some really good um, evidence that you can bring to have those conversations. So, you know, there's motivations for driving that type of change around, you know, increasing productivity. So, you know, more and more, I suspect there's going to be a focus on that as we move through a time of recession, Mm. um, doing more with less or with the same. And then going to market faster, I think, is actually a critical success factor for a lot of companies being quick to market, um, establishing themselves in new markets will be important to Mm. diversify or even to focus really hard on your core markets to maximize your position. Um, Again, in a tough market environment, that's important. So so this is why it makes sense to the business, but why does it make sense to the, the marketing person that suddenly has to change their way of working? I think it goes back to that, um, that satisfaction as well like from your you know if you're working in any role I, I would imagine you want to see great outcomes and celebrate successes rather than feel like you're constantly defending your position and getting knocked back so for a marketeer being able to work in a way that does show results in terms of improving and optimizing I mean, that's what I see from our clients' teams that they get mm. the most from. And also that they, they're they really excited about working cross-functionally with other parts of the business more effectively because they know they've got to have that business alignment. And I know I'm going back to business goals all the time, but actually <laughs> that's, you know, that's the world we live in. And if you're not aligned to your business goals, then it's very hard to be successful. It's, it's, um, it's interesting because I, I talk about this all the time. I, t- I teach a lot of... Um, Chartered Institute of Marketing courses and, and uh, apprenticeships, marketing apprenticeships. And we talk about this all the time, you know, aligning to the overall business objectives and the kind of bigger picture vision and mission stuff is kind of quite often a piece that's missing. And uh, it's really yeah. interesting talking to you about agile marketing and you keep coming back to the broader business perspective here. Um, so you're, you're almost, it's, it almost feels like you lifted yourself out of the marketing world and you put yourself into overall business consultancy. I guess there is a little bit of that and maybe that's partly from my background having been a senior marketer and know the pressures that senior marketers face from the, their peers across the other teams they have to work alongside mm. and there's no getting away from it you can't you've got to work with sales like you say you've got to work with product development you've got to work with customer experience so as a senior marketer having a business view is important but then you really want your team to have that capacity to question as well when they're asked to do things to say how does this help the business progress like otherwise why are you doing it because it's it's not contributing so yeah marketers as well like for me I've always loved learning and I don't know if that's just something that I've embraced like I don't think you're ever done and that's something that everyone at Bright is really passionate about is that kind of they love to learn they're very inquisitive you know us our um, company one of our company values is curiosity so um, (laughs) I guess as a marketer it's like why wouldn't you want to do or try or learn about or at least even if you try it and it doesn't work for your business that's fine too you know not everyone can be agile all the time and in fact Mm -hmm. you know not all our projects are run as an agile program of work some of them are waterfall still because that is the best way to get the result from that program of work Mm. but in the main there's just so much more that you get from working in an agile way Um, and we found in our survey as well one of the interesting things with that teams who work in an agile way are, are more satisfied with their jobs and their roles so I think that's quite interesting 
and they produce higher quality work, which, you know, going back to your point, it's cheap and fast. That doesn't sound like high quality, but actually Agile is all about high fidelity, you know, outcomes. But you might start small and build on that. Mm, okay. Really interesting. It's a really interesting world. And it's. A, I think that a lot of marketeers right now would benefit from spending a little bit of time looking at Agile and trying to understand how could they introduce just some of the principles and see whether they can start to get some pilots going. Uh, where do you look to for inspiration and ideas? Where do you, where, where's your sources of, uh, of, of inspiration? Oh, I, yeah, I'm having some kind of love affair with Harvard Business Review at the moment. You know, I love their content right now. Yeah. It's just like very focused on agility anyway, because they probably that's why I'm so engaged with it. But other, other people that I turn to as I think are really influential in the marketing world right now, Scott Brinker, you know, Chief Martech officer. Yeah. Yeah. He's very interesting. You know, he puts out a lot of interesting and insightful pieces of um, research. I'm reading quite a lot at the moment around business agility in general because I think it's important for marketers, like I said, to be able to understand their role within the wider business. And, you know, I. I feel like in terms of inspiration, then I do actually enjoy looking to the B2C world because I think they're very creative. And I think B2B needs to be more creative and engage more emotionally with their target audience. Um, So I do find a lot, I follow a lot of, uh, you know, I follow the drum and I follow um, some of the big creative agencies and, you know, just what they're doing. And I always, you know, I like to think about how, that could be applied to um, B2B because, mm-hmm. you know, actually you have to be more personal, more, more, you know, more original than ever before to capture people's imagination. And I think, you know, there's a tendency, particularly in our sector, technology can be very feature orientated and actually you've got to articulate value. So I think you can learn a lot <laughs> from the other side of the fence. Totally. Um, uh, there's been a real move, hasn't there, in the last, I don't know, five, ten years to move towards uh, creating an emotional connection within B2B that typically you might see more on a B2C campaign. But I'm with yeah, you absolutely. on that. Uh, Harvard I, Business Review is phenomenal, isn't it? I yes. always get annoyed when I get to my limit of articles. I think you get two a month. It's like, oh, yeah. I don't really want to read that one, but I can't. I'm not going to go for the subscription, which is... Um, like, no, but maybe we should, hey? Maybe we should. Club together, <laughs> perhaps. Supporting these organisations <laughs> um, in their time. Yeah. Um, and there's a kind of market, agile marketing movement now, and I've spoken to a few um people particularly in the US there's a guy called John Cass he's a very interesting influencer and then there's you know there's a agile marketing hashtag which trends a lot on LinkedIn and Twitter so you know you're seeing more agile marketing I think agile marketing for B2B is still fairly underrepresentative though mm. um, so it's definitely more work to be done you've got some more of the market to educate Zoe <laughs> I love it. So I just think it's so common sense. I don't understand how you could even not want to be more agile in your totally. approach. Yeah, I could. I can see it coming across, and hear it in your in your in your the way you describe agile. That is, you're totally bought in. So that's great. If people want to get in touch, they want to find out more about you. They want to find out more about agile or bright innovation. Um, what's the best way to reach out and get hold of you? 
So I'm obviously please visit our website, brightinnovation.co.uk. We have a whole agile marketing resource section as well. So there's some really cool tools there and infographics. And um, we're launching a few um, little tools over the next few months, which will be really interesting for people to use. So to calculate their own agility and the return on investment as well. So um, look out for those. Um, I always love networking. I'm a you know, I like to meet new people. Um, so please link into me if you would like to. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to chat to anyone who's interested in sharing some thoughts around how to be more agile. Perfect. Zoe, thanks so much for coming on the show. I've really, really enjoyed talking to you. And I know that people will get a lot of value out of your perspective on agile. So thanks. Uh, thanks so much. Thanks, Andy. It's been great. Great.